This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Who knows, maybe I'm a little bit biased, maybe I'm in a good mood, but there's nothing like hearing the start of that Brentford intro to get you really going, not just for the new year, but to get you going for the new decade. Welcome to the first Brentford fan show of that new decade, and it was an interesting Christmas for the B. Seven points from a possible 12, some great performances, one bad result, we won't talk about it, and third place in the championship currently. We're going to be looking at those festive fixtures, how did Brentford get on? And we'll also bring you the FA Cup draw tonight as it happens. Keep your eyes peeled. The Bees are number 26. Then a look ahead towards that final ever Brentford versus QPR derby at Griffin Park. Well, not only is this the first show of that new year, the new decade, I'm joined in the studio with my bromance itself, my man crush. There is two of them. It is, of course, the dangerous duo, the dangerous team, Robin Hood, McMichael and Dave XG Anderson. Boys... I thought I had a good Christmas seeing you two. Well, it's just gone through the roof. Well, there you go. That's a great start to the new year. I think after that (laughs) intro, I don't know if the radio will be able to pick up me slipping you a tenner across the table for that (laughs) one. (laughs) The check is in the Great to see you two. Really glad to be back here. It's it's been a long Christmas. It's been I think what three four weeks and close. Let's call it a month since we were here. Full month. Yeah. Let's call it too long. Let's call it far (laughs) too long. And yeah, we're absolutely buzzing to be back. Yeah, absolutely buzzing to be back. And as we all should, because Brentford at the minute seemingly going strength to strength. And this is the Brentford Fan Show. And you can be part of it tonight. You can have your say on any of the fan shows that here at Lovesport Radio. It's simple. It's easy. You tweet us at Lovesport Radio or you call us 0208 70 558. Well, we're going to be hearing from Robin Hood and uh, his band of merry men, Little John. It's all very festive. It's all the dangerous duo, as I said, Dave XG Anderson. But let's look at those past few games since we haven't been on air a few to get into some great results to get into what have you made of it all it's been, it's, it's been it's been fascinating. Um, it's been a, it's been lots of very very different games, different performances. There's not been one game that's stood out as being uh, particularly bad, which is a really really good thing. Uh, I think we'll get onto the mill. We'll briefly talk about the Millwall defeat, which was fr- frustrating. I think is uh, the best way of putting it. Uh, but other than that, I think we're, we're we're dead chuffed to be where we are at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think we don't dip between we don't dip below a level, do we? We're, we're very consistent. Our performance is quite high, and when when it does get low, what you get is these sort of tight games with Millwall and us. It's really really tight not many chances and that's about as low as it gets everything else is pretty much high and it's uh it's going forward and it's us it's us attacking well well, yeah. Think about the, yeah. We'll go back to some of the games quickly. West Brom and Brentford. That was one all, Robin. Wasn't that was it? one all, and it was. Um, I think that, that that's performance is very, very telling because it's the same results as last season. Mm. Uh, however, uh, last season West Brom were a complete a shadow of the team they are uh, this season in terms of performance, in terms of the goals that they're getting, uh, and we were not playing very well at the time. Uh, this season, West Brom have gone from strength to strength, and you can see that we've matched that. We are we are progressing really, really well. If you compare the results, okay, maybe we you know should have got a win, but um, the performance itself on the day. 
day just shows just how well we've improved year on year with the new signings, with the um, the system, with the formation. Yeah, major improvements. Yeah, yeah. It was a really it was a really even game. It's sort of like we had the first half, they had the second half, and they had to wrestle it back. And it was it was it was a lot of tussle. And you you just saw the quality of the two sides there. Yeah, that was a, that was a really good one, really strong. Absolutely. We look, and we're going to take a look at uh, all the last four games or so, and obviously the game in the cup to Stoke beating them one nil. But when you you look at the results just on paper, you know you look at the one one with West Brom. They are the league leaders, albeit uh, up there with Leeds. You look at Millwall. You know they're right back in the playoff race themselves, even though we don't really want to talk about it. And they're going through somewhat of a new manager bounce, yeah, aren't yeah, they? You know, with fresh step with Gary Rowett. So when you look at these, they're not like oh, seems we really should be beating down there and struggling. They, these are teams at the top and in and around you, aren't they, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, you'll never catch us doing a teams like it seems like Barnsley or anything like that. You know, we're far more thoughtful. <laughs> We've than that. been there. Yeah, yeah. Millwall are a strong team. Rowett's taken over and he's completely well. Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to say completely transformed them. He's built on what um, uh, Harris, uh, what Harris yeah. did previously. Yeah, and uh, he's sort of pushed them on again. They're even harder to beat now, and they're looking better going forwards. Rowett, Rowett is just our kryptonite. I think yeah, we've beaten he, him once out of the last nine, eight or nine appearances. He he, he just knows how to play against us. Yeah. Um, uh, what I, th- I was, I mean, I was at the game. I was at Millwall. It was um, it was so frustrating. But uh, because basically our two centre backs had the ball, and as soon as they distributed it, they had three players on the player who received the pass. And one thing I can notice, which um, I've told everyone, I don't remember Millwall playing the ball towards their own goal once it was forward it was relentless it was brutal given the circumstances I thought we handled it very well and the only reason we lost was down to a very rare goal keeping error from David Reyes so the, like I say that was a poor result which is why I didn't say well I didn't put in there that it was a bad performance we just needed we need that we need that ability to break down a team like that but yeah like I say Gary Rao is our kryptonite yeah they're, they're the best at it it's that mid block so once the ball goes into that middle area they just hunt you like packs and then whenever they do have the ball it's just forward as quick as you can so it's quite hard to defend against and it's quite hard to attack through so the only blemish on our record really over the last month and um, it's not the it's not the worst one to take to be honest especially at a club like Millwall that are that have done very well and are yeah. sneaking towards the playoff places yeah absolutely Millwall heading one way then we look at the game against Swansea Swansea seemingly heading the other way they made a brilliant start didn't they to the championship yeah. and at the minute they've sort of I don't want to say they're going through in different form but you know Brentford re- uh, Brentford really took them to the cleaners didn't they yeah Swansea are a strange side if you're a, if you're a gambling man I wouldn't put too much money on Swansea doing well they're, um, please bet responsibly yeah, yeah. yeah all the time Indeed. make sure you can only bet where you can afford to lose yeah. Um, but yeah they are they're not a very good side they're weak at the back they just concede we so just, many we chances destroyed them, didn't they're, we? Yeah. they're really open I mean they're, they're fairly good attacking when they run their day they can really attack but they're just they're just like us a couple of years ago there's well, just nothing there's no substance it's interesting on the on the day they they, they had a sort of a 10 15 minute spell where that we, we we sort of sat back a little bit mm. deep went to sleep a little bit um but we were so rock solid in defense we conceded a goal um little spill by david raya and um are you pounced to finish from close range but yeah watkins got two just brilliant strikers goals one from a left wing cross by rico and then the other way just showed sheer pace and composure to finish beat the offside trap on halfway and then finish past uh, the goalkeeper uh and then who got the and then brian Bueno yeah, again it was a scoring. well-worked move, wasn't it? Uh, we scored, we scored from a corner. Yeah. We're starting to score from set pieces, which yeah. is unheard of for Brentford. I know you lot have mentioned set pieces before, Sam. Mm. You know this isn't this isn't normal uh, for Brentford. Well, it is in a minute. And Dave, obviously, you are the man in the know, the XG. Mm. I want to talk to you about this, not just because you're on, but seemingly when I watch Brentford at the minute, maybe I'm completely wrong. You know, 
know, obviously outside of that bubble. I doubt but, it. Charlie. But Brentford <laughs> seemingly very efficient, very clinical. They yeah. take their chances. They don't need many chances to score their goals. You know, if there's a sniff to be had, Brentford take it. Yeah, yeah. That, I think we've got better at that this year. In previous years, we were more about sort of volume, having 20 shots mm. and, and working our way that way. But now we are a little bit more working into our positions and moving the team forward in, in a group. And no, you're, you're definitely right to notice that. We are more clinical than we have been in previous years. And then that on top of just the defence, it, it's like, it's a real change in previous years. It's quite startling, actually. But, it's mouthwatering. Yeah, it really yeah. is. But no, you're right to pick up on that. We are far more clinical this year than we have been previously. And we are, when we're creating chances against size, there are even better. So yeah, we're doing really well there. I know. It is, you mentioned the words mouthwatering then. And when we're talking about it, we mentioned, Dave, you said it, solid at the back. There's mm. the foundation. Then we're saying, you know, maybe Brentford a little bit more clinical this year, taking their chances. It's not just good in one area and we need to work on another area. Seemingly good yeah. all over. Hence why Brentford are third in the league. Just quickly, away from those games, mm. everyone talks about West Brom. Everyone talks about Leeds. No one really, uh, apart from us, and we're allowed <laughs> to do it, but outside of that bubble, as I just mentioned, yeah. massively talking about Brentford. Happiest like that? Or feeling like more we deserve some more coverage? More, no, no, more than happy. I think what, what, what winds me up is when players get the recognition, and this is a, this is a common theme amongst all Brentford fans, it's when players who have done so well at Brentford and moved to other clubs then start getting recognition for their efforts. <laughs> uh, take take Romain Soyes for example. I knew, I knew it, it was the only just, name you was going to mention. Exactly. <laughs> Romain Soyes is one example. He, it just, you know, he's, he's being lauded as, uh, lauded as one of the best midfielders in the championship. He's been like that for the past year and a half, two years. But it's, it's now, like he didn't, only he now didn't that play he's for been, anyone before West Brom. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> and, and I think um, uh, you know it's, it's only now that he's getting that exposure at a big a bigger club. So you know, open close brackets. Um, that he's, get, that he's getting that kind of recognition and it's quite frustrating however uh, we're more than happy to sit under the radar it's how we've done it all, our, all you know the past ever since we got promoted to the championship you know we were written off uh, we were described as relegation candidates in the first season back we made the playoffs and we've steadied steadied um, our position and become a really, really established, strong championship side. We're more than happy to sit third with no one doubt, no one reckoning we can get into the top two. Yeah, no one reckoning you can get into that top two. No one really at the minute, although Brentford are third, no one's really emerging from that pack because that playoff place is so closely, yeah. tightly knitted, Dave. But it is Brentford at third. I know, obviously, Forest have a game in hand. There's a few teams underneath you there. But could Brentford be that team to emerge from that pack? Yeah, I think if you're looking at the data and numbers, we're the team that's sort of standing the up. Scientific the scientific facts. Yeah, we are. We are. I think a couple of models now are showing us as the second best team in the league. West Brom are West Brom are riding high, but they're, they're kind of not backing up with that much performance. They've been quite lucky to get there. So that indicates a bit of a drop off from West Brom. And it could be. I mean, we could run out of games. It could be that it's too big to catch up. But we are looking like the second best performance team in the in the league. So that what that spells is just sort of us going upwards if we carry on the same trajectory and uh, and sort of West Brom dropping back so if there isn't there's no one else really in the playoff positions that are showing the sort of form that we are and then mm. the sort of the ability and the underlying numbers so all we just have to hope is that we carry on doing what we're doing which that doesn't seem to be a reason to stop like our defenders are fit our fours are fit hopefully no one goes anywhere um, and West Brom if they don't change something they're, they're going to like, that's the idea like they'll drop back you can see that in their team so if they don't do anything in January or if, uh, if nothing really changes we could see us sort of swapping, getting, definitely getting closer, but maybe us pipping them into second. Who knows? Yeah, hopefully bridging that gap. Let's quickly look at that Bristol City game then before we look at the Stoke game because obviously another team, just like Swansea, sort of you know falling away at the minute. And, and that's yeah. what's interesting, Dave. You just mentioned it there that hopefully Brentford closing that gap. Normally teams do drop points over Christmas and New Year's, but Brentford are getting, mm. seemingly getting stronger. Bristol City, yes, they had the red card, but another team, you've put them to the sword. I think we, we've won 3-0 anyway. Or four, <laughs> you know, maybe even 4-0. 
Um, yeah, just all you have to do is go back and, and watch that game. We were we were dominant before the sending off. We were dominant thereafter, uh, and we could and we could have sort of played around a little bit, but we we, we battered them. We we you know we actually went in and tried to win by a substantial margin. And all you need to do is not just look at. I don't know if you've probably seen Ben Rama's mm. rainbow flick. It was disgusting. It was just it was so out of order. I'd have given him a yellow card for it. It was just absolutely <laughs> outstanding. And then you look at Pontus Janssen do it. <laughs> Our centre half, six foot five Swedish guy, who decides, oh, no, I'm not going to let the ball run out of play. I'm going to go and try and flick the ball over someone's head, and he did it, and he got it, <laughs> um, unfairly penalised for it. Uh, we, we we were taking taking the word I can't say on on, on my radio. It, you it can was, say Libby's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's four it's four letters. It starts with P. You can write the rest out. It was yeah. It was it was it was just a glorious performance to watch in terms of just the confidence that's brimming through not just our defence, not just our attackers, mm. but also our midfielders, Jensen, Makocho, De Silva, Norgard in terms of ball retention and distribution it's a good time to be a Brentford fan it really is well they say success breeds success and come with those wins obviously Dave you know the yeah. confidence the swagger the momentum you do try things like that and then you you get this sort of invincible feel no one can really test us you're trying more and now you just feel like you can't really lose and you just sort of steamroll onto your next opponent yeah momentum is it's weird like you can't really quantify momentum but I think momentum does exist I think if we look back just I'll go back quickly to the Cardiff game remember when Ben Rama got a little bit cocky and there was a little bit of showboating we were one as uh, we were two up and there was a bit of show rating and then Cardiff brought it back to 2-1 uh, with a great goal from Pack, I think that was a bit of a turning point and I think they thought let's not mess around now let's just get let's just steamroll teams and get our heads down here and then we showboat when we're three up or we, we take it to another level we don't do it so early in games we make sure they are one so there's been there's definitely been a bit of more of a maturity in the last few games and it's actually getting the job done instead of being too arrogant I think there was a little bit of uh, sort of complacency could have slipped in but I think that's gone now and we're just actually really heads down and actually going through teams yeah absolutely maybe a good lesson for a young Brentford side but that young Brentford side managed to beat Stoke on the weekend uh, collectively they played around 2,000 minutes the Stoke side 9,000 Brentford as we keep saying it but it's true it's a theme of the show going from strength to strength we're going to be looking at that game against Stoke and hearing from you the fans you're listening to the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Robin Hood, McMichael and Dave XG Anderson. What a show we are having so far. Very fast paced. I needed to take a little time out and have a quick sip of water there in the break, but we are back. So much to look at. We're talking about the Stoke game now. We're going to be looking towards that QPR game on the weekend, the last West London derby, obviously at Griffin Park. and waiting for this FA Cup draw. Brentford are through to the fourth round, beating Stoke. We're talking about that now. They are ball number 26. We're keeping our eyes peeled but as always this is the Brentford Fan Show and here's what the fans had to say after the game I think as the game went on they gelled more and more tired legs at the end gave the ball away a little bit too much as it went on but no complaints really no complaints thought they raised it for about the first 15 20 the second half thought they come as a little bit out of pressure but that's superb with that young team out there that's brilliant. I, I, I want to get through this cup. I, I want to do well in the cup. And I thought the team was a little bit of experience. There was good. Maybe one or two more changes than I would have liked. I'd still like to take it. Soon. I thought they were great. I thought they grew into the game. We got better and better. And I think Thomas Frank will enjoy that win as much as he's enjoyed any for a long time to see those kids grow, get better against some experienced pros. And we weren't really ever troubled. And really good result. Really pleased. It was a very good performance. Um, we improved as the game went on. Uh, I think the performance uh, from people that I know are good, like Ratchich, uh, just proved how really, really good he was. I thought he was standout, especially first half. Superb player. 
Uh, Emiliano was absolutely superb today as well and a fantastic goal not seen it have a look at that goal oh, oh I really enjoyed that I know we looked a bit shaky at the beginning but after I don't know I kind of I kind of felt we had it wasn't it wasn't in doubt I just wish I would have liked a few more goals but what the heck you know it's Stoke it was good to see Marcondes playing in midfield I think when he plays in midfield he's far more involved in the game and I think that's that's you know the way that we have to play Marcondes he's not a centre forward he's not a winger um, if he's going to play that's he needs to play midfield, I guess. My feeling is he has to be involved in the game. So I would say if you were going to fit him into the current team, he would play where Jensen's playing at the moment as a sort of, you know, the player playing in the three-man midfield with that attacking ability, that bit of vision, pick a pass, etc. And one of the things today, I think, is that we saw a number of players that will be able to fit into the first team if we do get any injuries. I still think the first team kind of picks itself, and I think we all know what it is. Um, but there are players that, can, that will be able to come in and do a job. I, I thought we played quite well. Uh, it was a bit of a kind of nothing game, wasn't it? I don't think either team really created anything. Um, I don't think we deserved to lose, but I would have been kind of gutted if we had equalised in stoppage time because I don't think either of us wanted an extra game, really. Everyone that played for us today has been a regular at some point throughout the season. But again, it's one of those games and we didn't embarrass ourselves and we can just focus on the league, which is obviously our priority for the rest of the year. I'm going to ask a question. I mean, Ryan Woods was a player who was absolutely revered down at Griffin Park. We absolutely loved him. Things haven't quite gone to plan for him at Stoke. Why isn't he playing? Uh, uh, we, we've, we've ruined him pretty much, <laughs> to be honest. When he first came to us, his first four or five games, I thought we've, I thought we've absolutely done, a, done you over, getting him for, what, five, six million pounds? He looked incredible, but his confidence is shot. Um, I think he he looks better when he's got better players around him. You know, I, I think that's all we could have really expected today. You know, it was an experimental team. Um, it was all about giving players a chance. I was delighted, absolutely delighted for Halil Devasoglu. I thought he had a really, really impressive debut. Absolutely chuffed a bits for Emiliano Marcondes who I have to say has had some really nasty trolling on social media since he got back. But I, I think I'm just delighted it wasn't a draw. I'm really chuffed we're in the fourth round and I won a massive one at Griffin Park. Always good to hear from the fans after the game, especially when it's victory in the FA Cup. <clears throat> Robin, what did you make of that? Um, it was it was a f- it wasn't the greatest game of football. That's the first thing I'll say. Let's get the negatives out of the way. It wasn't a very it wasn't a very f- uh, you know up t- high tempo game. It was Brentford B team versus Stoke for crying out loud. Um, but I, it, it filled me with immense pride first and foremost in terms of the way in which our younger players, our B team players, came through the system. Uh, and also you know with Roslev, Maz Roslev at right back, uh, Frederick Hammer, Jako Oksan, and Luka Ratchet at centre back, Mads Beck Sorensen at centre half, uh, Drew Yearwood in midfield. We'll get onto their performances a little bit in a second. Um, it, but it just filled me with such great optimism for the future. This was the progression of Brentford in action almost. You know, you had the experienced players like Pinnock and Daniels uh, marshalling the troops. But yeah, we, we considering our opponents, they're not the best. They're not a very good championship side. But we, we, we played really, really quite well. The first, I'd say, half an hour wasn't very, very good. Um, we, we struggled to get out the, uh, get out the traps. But um, 
Yeah, we were brilliant. I thought the second half in particular, we really grew in confidence and played really well. Yeah, much better, stronger performance in that second half. Dave, uh, Stoke manager Michael O'Neill not feeling the same way as Robin, though. He said that, you know, considering he felt like Stoke dominated this game, should have got something out of it. Yeah, I think anyone, if you ask anyone from the Stoke side of things, they think they probably deserve more. And um, yeah, 1-1 could have been fair. Maybe they could have nicked it. I'm not sure, but... I mean, they didn't really do enough to win it. That's what. Well, they, they, had, they, had, they had a chance that Pinnock um, put an amazing block in for. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they, 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 I'd, I'd, from my perspective, I don't think they travelled us. Um, I thought uh, we played three at the back, uh, switched to a different system, uh, which the players initially looked a little bit phased by, but um, they, they grew into it. Like I say, it was just growing in confidence throughout the game. Um, I appreciate Michael O'Neill's comments, but um, he's wrong. Simple as that. <laughs> That's fair enough. For that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he probably is wrong. I think it's just not bitter, but he's just a little bit, a bit mm. frustrated. They've not come away with more. But no, I wasn't actually there. I've watched loads back on the TV. I couldn't make it. But that's what I was going to ask Robin. Like, how, how well do you think they did with the three, like the switch between formations? Did, was it was it seamless or was it? A it bit... wasn't seamless. We were very deep to start off with. Um, we had Pinnock, uh, Madsbeck, uh, both of whom were absolutely outstanding. Ratchet was very good in the second half. Uh, and they initially they looked a little bit hesitant, a little bit nervous. Um, the two the two wing backs. Um, it made me appreciate just how good Rico Henry is. Thompson was obviously it's his first game back after um, coming after, you know after some fitness problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roslev did really well at right back, but he's no Dow's guy. It just made it just highlighted how good those those back players were. But um, moving forward, I thought um, Marcondes did really did did well uh, on his you know his first game back or first start back at Brentford following a loan spell at Nordjylland. Uh and uh, yeah he did really really well. Scored uh, the goal, which was definitely not a fluke. Uh, air quotes, um, <laughs> but yeah. definitely across. But definitely it was across. Um, <laughs> but you know across. you you. you, you you need you need a, you need sometimes uh, the luck of luck of the draw uh, mm. and yeah but he, I thought his performance he was playing slightly deeper than he's used, usually has played for um, for Brentford but his time away at Denmark has obviously helped him grow yeah. confidence. We talk about his time away in Denmark and I know us three have spoken about it quite length. The players that Brentford have out on loan, Dave, and the impact they're making could they come back in the second half season, make an impact for Brentford? Seemingly it happened here. Who else could do that? And and, and could we see more of an impact? Yeah, I think force is the discussion, but I, I don't think he's. I'm not sure he's. I don't think there's room enough for him to come back and make the impact we want. I think if mm. we if we want a striker to come in at this point, it would be it be someone they purchase who's really really good, like sort of top tier. It won't be forced because he just come and sort of sit around and contribute from the bench. And we've got Davis Sogli who's just coming now. Yeah, we should probably speak about him a little bit yeah, for um, the new it, game. But I, I can't see Force coming back. I don't think any of the lone stars who are out are coming back to make an impact. It's just Marcondes that's going to come back and add to numbers in all of the offensive areas and maybe a little bit deeper. Well, good thing about Stoke. good thing about Marcondes is he can play numerous positions, so he's quite versatile. Yeah. He can play central midfield he can play out wide he can play up front I think his best position is number 10 in the hole uh, but that doesn't suit the system we play so um, he'll have to find his place in the squad but uh, you mentioned Devashoglu who um, uh, I was was saying uh, to Dave he wasn't it wasn't outstanding that's the the key thing but it was probably the most promising Brentford debut I've seen in a long time mm. just because of the way he put himself about he was bringing other players into play for a 20 year old he's a big bloke uh, really really well built uh, he had a really good drop of the shoulder good turn he, you know, he made some Stoke defenders look really really uh, really really league two uh, on a couple of occasions he tried a bicycle kick he tried a little swivel that took three play- Stoke players out uh, but he just overhit it slightly and slipped um, yeah it was a really promising debut um, there's so much more to come from him and I think this six months this season uh, or the next four, f- four or five months of football will be good bedding in 
in process for him now. Yeah, future looks bright. Yeah, well, let's talk about the future looking bright because obviously we're getting excited, Dave. Obviously, third in the league, you're already through to the next round of the FA Cup, and this season, a brilliant <laughs> last season at Griffin Park. You know, yeah. we're excited to see what comes of it, but it is exciting for the future. You know, we're going to hear from the manager in a minute, but a, a younger side on the weekend, a change side, obviously, not many minutes played in this league, going up against Stoke, yeah. regardless if they're having a bad year, still a good, you know, the Premiership side, you know, not too long ago. Mm. And the kids are doing it. It bodes well for the future, yeah. that next generation, Dave. Yeah, they're the strongest we've had so far. So there's been a, lot, a couple of things going around about Dean Smith, our previous manager's mm. record in uh, this sort of round of the FA Cup and really how poorly he did. But it's probably not been spoken about. I think, I think this year, if you look at the reserves this year, they are far better than anything we've ever had before. So when we were bringing in the B team previously, sort of Bon and um, Reese Cole, because he's one of my favourites, I won't put him in this. But mm. there's been some weaker players that have come in and been a B team player. Whereas now we're seeing Zambrick. Zambrick's played first team minutes and he's a B team player. Roslev's uh, got two starts now. Roslev's yeah. played games at the Championship and he's not looked out of place. So Mark Ondes, I mean, he's just been at Mitchelland scoring goals out there. So if you, the kind of the B team now is a much higher standard than it's been in other years. So I think that's why they've not been overawed by Stoke. And Stoke, it was quite a strong Stoke side. It was their reserves, but the standard of them now is, is this is kind of what they've been trying to do over the years. It's trying to increase the standard of the B team, make them really aligned with the first team. And before before you know it, they're just interchangeable. And I, I, we're not too far away from that. I mean, that's probably a little bit flippant, but we're getting closer and you can see it now. It's it, it's really exciting, honestly. It really yeah, is. very exciting. And just quickly, on, on obviously that Brentford B team, uh, the club obviously losing Joe Hardy. He's joined mm. Liverpool. What have you made of that? Scored many goals, obviously came from City. Now he goes to it Liverpool. Was done, it was done very subtly. Um, we mm. didn't, in it, fact, it flew in fact, under the radar. Well, in, fact, in fact, they announced <laughs> yeah. it on social media after he'd made his debut for Liverpool under 23s. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Brentford were quite keen. That, That's that really maybe, under the radar. Yeah, I think maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe there's maybe there's an attitude problem there. Maybe there's a fitness problem. He clearly wasn't long for Brentford, and Brentford weren't long for him. So um, mm. yeah, best. I mean, best of luck to him. He did a good service to the B team. Yeah, wish him well. I think he's got a lot he's of fans got a future though, hasn't yeah, he? He's not a bad player. I think it's just sometimes players don't work out where they are. So maybe yeah. a victim of circumstance. Brentford wasn't the place for him. What we wanted to see out of him. So at Brentford, you're trying to maximise players, make them as like, sort of as valuable as possible to sell them on or maybe move on. But maybe they, there's something they just weren't seeing with him. But Liverpool can just sort of bring him in and he may even increase your value just because he's at Liverpool he doesn't need to play any games for them just play the under 23s all of a sudden he becomes a 4-5 million pound player so mm. it's it's a different it's a different need and uh, yeah wish him the best of luck just yeah. it wasn't meant to be here wish him the best of luck what will his journey hold for him we did hear from the fans let's hear from the manager now after that brilliant victory against Stoke of course always nice to win always nice to keep that that momentum also here at Griffin Park that uh, I know what, what is it, five in the championship or something like that uh, in a row and now six with a with FA Cup win. Uh, that's nice. Clean sheet, very nice. I think, again, must say we look so solid in every defensive aspect of the game. Um, <clears throat> that's one big thing. Uh, we gave nothing away uh, first half, a little bit, and very little in the second half. Uh, very crucial block from Ethan Pinnock in the end uh, to to save it be a, a big chance. Uh, and besides that, of course, that we played such a young side out there, with you know just above 20 years in average age against a very experienced Stoke side. Uh, they they played um, they, they were 24.5 in average age, and they played more than 9,000 minutes in championship this season. We played maybe 2,000. So that just say everything about the Brentford model. 
say everything about the B teams. That that uh, massive credit to everybody involved in the B team, especially the staff who work with the player every single day. I think that's that's really impressive. I'm really really happy with that. Um, I think in the end we had six B team players was on the pitch. Uh, four from the start, two coming on. Uh, so really, really pleased uh, with many things. Two things. One, uh, to try to put the best possible team, and I know that, that sounds a little bit what, uh, best possible team out there that could compete and, and beat Stoke. Uh, but also bear in mind that we played a lot of games, uh, and this is the fourth game in 10 days, with only two days in between all of the four games, which is very, very little. Um, we had a lot of players who needed to rest uh, for various reasons. Uh, so, and third or whatever, we, we needed some some fresh players in, and we there were some players that that deserved a, a chance to prove themselves. And and what I, what I like a lot was that the way they performed out there, uh, the way the attitude they played with in terms of you know just want to do everything. Uh, that was very impressive. I can't stop smiling because he's been so unfortunate in many things, not only his injuries, but also he actually been involved in quite a, f a few chances. So it was so good to see it uh, um, got into the back of the net and he deserved that match-winning role. We can't underestimate Luke's, uh, Daniel's uh, influence in, in the dressing room, but also on the pitch and the training pitch. Uh, we see that every day. I'm so pleased that he could you know, give that um, uh, experience and communication uh, and helping the young lads out there today and he got his clean sheet and we got the win uh, because I think he deserves so much uh, for all the hard work and effort he's putting into everything. The, the cup is very important, the FA Cup is the mo most famous cup tournament in the world um, and I think the final season at Griffin Park we like to do what we can to, to get as far as possible in um, in, the, in the FA Cup so it, no, it means a lot and we'll try to do it the best possible. It's, it's like we want to do the best we can, uh, but of course it's also about prioritizing that we have a, a nice position in the league and we like to perform best possible there, but we also like to perform best possible here. So it's like that, that balance to get that right and that's a, a thing we just discuss a lot and, and talk a lot about. You are listening to the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio by the dangerous duo, Robin Hood, McMichael and Dave XG Anderson. So much we've heard from the fans, we've heard from Brentford coach Thomas Franklin. We were just looking at those festive results. Brentford absolutely flying high. They're about to go even higher because it is the FA Cup draw. Seconds away from that, that full frame draw. Who will Brentford get? Which brings me, what a good time, boys. Who mm. is on the wish list last season at Griffin mm. Park? We, we kind of want the same thing I think yeah, it's um, I think we do. I, I, my, my, the, as soon as we got into the fourth round when someone's questioning me so okay who do you want Man United at home what <laughs> I want is so we could we could go away go, go away and get, have a nice away day in a new ground we could uh, get some uh, get get a minnow and um, and play the B team and try but yeah but you've got QPR this week you don't want another minnow <laughs> hey. and that's why we like Hawkins no I want I want Man United what I said what I said to, to Dave earlier on is that I want a wounded beast I want a big club that's not doing well uh to take to to and, and beat them basically. Yeah, that's I, I think I'm in agreement as well. So we either want Manchester United or Arsenal. We want a struggling ex-giant who are not quite as good as they think they are. Bring them to Griffin Park and then uh, let Ben Rama do his thing. And that's what, yeah. that's what we kind of want. Just deploy Ben Rama. Yeah. Um, just but, before the before the. Oh, sorry. Uh, go, yeah, just uh, if we were going to go away, a, a nice away trip to sort of Spurs' new ground wouldn't it be bad. I think that'd be yeah. really good. Mm. Much better ground than Arsenal. Sorry, Charlie, but much better ground than Arsenal's, and it would be quite exciting to go there and experience. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna 
have to stop you just for a second, Dave, because I thought we were really good friends. And then Sorry, you went, we won a struggling edge <laughs> time. You went to an Arsenal. And Sorry. then you went, let's go to Spurs new stadium because Arsenal was, was two yeah, dicks was in a, a minute. It's, fair to, say, it's fair to say I'm his favourite now. Yeah, 100%. Dave's not even in the top five now. Just some contributions from our besotted chums, as Billy would say, in terms of wish lists. So Greville the Waterman wants a big team at Griffin Park, much like us. One last cup memory at magical uh, our magical stadium. Uh, Cham de Silva wants Spurs away if they re- uh, win the replay against Burrow. Gary G. P. Paul, Man United at home, a nice winnable tie. Dave Lane, uh, Laney, uh, for me it's all about Arsenal at Griffin Park. Very massive, poignant and historically relevant match to bow out on and maybe even win. Uh, Jerry the Cabby agrees with that. Uh, Edward the Headwood uh, wants someone massive other than Arsenal or Chelsea because we've already played them. So something home, uh, a game at home, underestimated and let Ben Rama end some careers. Um, Matt the Allard wants Spurs away. He thinks it would be great. Uh, new ground and rail seating and all of that, uh, but not at the risk of Borough away, just in case Middlesbrough win the uh, the, um, the replay. Uh, Ian Westbrook Ian Westbrook coming up from a slightly different angle wants West Ham or Spurs away. Chance to see Brentford play a new ground with no shortage of tickets and the chance of Griffin, Pla- uh, Griffin Park replay under the floodlight. So he's panning out for there. Uh, in terms of what we don't want, the amazing gem, uh, no away games for me, Griffin Park all the way and also no championship teams. Uh, something that's backed up by uh, the Allard and Cham. They don't want any championship sides home or away. Uh, Jerry the Cappy uh, says uh, Cardiff away would be an absolute shocker. Uh, I think he's missing a trick there. They could, be, you could get a nice uh, chunky fare for that if you taxi someone all the way to Wales. Um, Ed the Head uh, doesn't want Reading away uh, for personal reasons. Uh, Savvy B, a home draw against any team not in the championship uh, would be good. But if we draw a home team at home in the championship, it would feel like a bit of a waste. Uh, and Ian Westbrook um, would like uh, agrees with Matt going out of the cup against someone like Derby or Barnsley would be a real anticlimax. Just very quickly there, because Greville said one last big match at Griffin Park, which also sort of tells me he's consigned to losing in the next grand. You, you, you can't necessarily look at it like that. Would you prefer someone, you said like a minnow, and then you maybe potentially get another game at Griffin Park? Essentially, keep, yeah. Keep going forward. You don't want to look at it as this one home, last big hurrah. Home draw <laughs> home draw against a big club or a, a, a minnow. That's yeah. what we like. And yeah, I think I, th- I'm, I'm, I personally think that it'll be a... Uh, I'm, I've got this feeling. I've really got this feeling. I've said many uh, nights feeling of... You want Man United, but what's the feeling? Because it never works out. You watch it and oh, then you we're get to We're, 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 we're going to draw Derby. <laughs> Derby? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Uh, well, unbelievably, the draw has started. We won't it tell has. you each and every one because we yeah, only care yeah. about one team in there. But the first one out is Watford or Tranmere, and they will play Wolves or Man United. Ooh. Oh, miss me. So miss me we, we can talk about Bad this one start. while we're waiting for Brentford because, unbelievably, there was a strong wish list. It was Man United, and yeah. you've not got them. Uh, well, I mean, Man United at home would have been nice. I think it would have been a real sort of, um, yeah. you know, like like Greville said, that one last big game at um, at Griffin Park. But nonetheless, we'll, we'll we'll take that. Just one thing from your list there is um, just Ed and Reading. Is he is he allowed in Reading? No, oh, no, he's absolutely allowed. He just doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, he really, he just yeah. does not. He does not like Reading. <laughs> Good, away. I, was just making sure. I, I wasn't going to ask the question in case it was like after the watershed. Then I thought it was getting a bit personal. It was getting a bit deep. We can't mention Ed Reading. Head is allowed in Reading. Just to confirm. Indeed, yeah. And what what's struggling is because we are on radio. I've completely lost Robin. He's honestly he's not taking his eyes off the right, screen. So, you're no, not no, going to th- miss it, Robin. No, you I are th- not th- going to no, miss it. What, so you're not getting Spurs either because they've been drawn away to Southampton. Oh, 
Queen's no. Park Rangers Queen's Park are Rangers out, at and home. they are at home. Brentford play Queen's Park oh, Rangers no. this weekend. They've only beat them on uh, imagine, earlier in the season. Imagine. Monday oh, okay, night football. Missed You've missed them. Uh, the reason I think the reason I have no I'm so control at this point. No. no, the reason the reason I'm so hyped about this is because it takes me back to when I was a li- when I was a kid and when we were uh, minnows, so to say. Mm. Well, just quickly on that, for <laughs> me, you said takes you back to a kid as Bournemouth come out, maybe a potential Premier League draw for you there. Yeah. For me, I'm glad you've said that. We had a big debate last week. Has the FA Cup lost some of its magic, some of its sparkle? Because for me, when I watch it, I I, I I love the FA Cup third round draw. To me, I still get very, very excited about it. Yeah, I get excited I about it if Brentford are involved. Um, and well, I you're think- always involved in the third round. Well, yeah. yeah, but in terms in terms of moving forward, I think mm. I, I, I do agree. I can't remember who first said it, but I do agree that um, I think the the FA Cup has lost. I wouldn't say it's lost some of its sparkle. I think it's lost a bit of relevance. I th- I mm. think a lot. Of the, I think the gap between the big teams at the top of the Premiership and the rest and everyone else. Oh, Brentford at home. Brentford are oh, at home. They are out. Number twenty six has been drawn out, and Brentford. So Liverpool at home would be nice. Play. Leicester at home, Brentford. Oh, oh, we'll we'll Leicester. Yeah. What? Yeah. That is a juicy tie. That Come is on. a really Second juicy in, tie. We'll the, take that. We'll you take, take that, that home. Yeah, definitely. We'll Brendan Rodgers is coming to town. I repeat, That's brilliant. ball I like number that. 26 is out. Brentford at home. Leicester City are travelling to Griffin Park. Pleased with that, guys? I'm really yeah. pleased with that. That's a, that's a, and, until oh, recently, that was a that, that was a um, that was a Premiership side, yeah. uh, a Premier a Premier League yeah. winning team, and then now they're coming to Brentford. I think that's brilliant. Also, I think, and they're having a great year this year. That like similar. To us having a yeah. great year again, you know, against all odds, not against all odds, but um, they're having a similarly uh, euphoric season. Uh, and also, I've got a very, a quite a few Leicester mates that will enjoy a trip down yeah, to Griffin brilliant. Park. I think. It's kind of like the best of the rest. So we're the sort of third place uh, championship. Leicester third in the top flight. I mean, it's it's a good matchup as well. Rogers v Frank, uh, the the meeting of minds. Yeah, yeah. I'm See really excited. Uh, maybe uh, hopefully the game could be on uh, TV as well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. one of the juicier tires that we, we we're so. seeing so far. I think, yeah, it, I, out of the FA Cup. I mean, uh, Man United. United, I don't know. Robin, Robin was a second ago was saying he didn't like the FA Cup anymore, wasn't he, or something like that? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, that, and then you, it was the biggest cheer we've ever seen. <laughs> it was the most passion you've ever shown on radio. Well, no, well, what it is is uh, we were talking about how someone once said that the uh, someone said that the FA Cup has lost some of its sparkle. Mm. I don't think I think it's lost some of its relevance for the bigger teams. Yeah. However, for Leicester, that's quite an interesting tie because they're going to a. A, a relatively a really good championship outfit mm. so that's going to be a real test for them in terms of what their team selection is and and how they you know how they go into the game and approach the game considering how well they're doing in the premiership mm. I think that could really play into our hands yeah, really play I, into I, our favour I think you're I mean everyone knows it has lost a tiny bit of relevance it's not actually as important to the top clubs as it used to be but there are ways to get that back imagine giving the winners of the FA Cup a Champions League spot I mean what would that do that would change the. do you would, agree with that though if, I don't if, know well, if, if, well it could be a, it could be a way into the Champions League I mean that's how you get re- real relevance back but mm. I, I, no, I, I think if you ask the, the teams that are in the third round who sort of qualify first, second, third they get a big club the, the revenue that comes in I, it's only not relevant to like a, about five big clubs in the Premier League who mm. are busy with Champions League the, busy with other stuff and winning the, the League Cup it, it's still really relevant to a lot of teams well at the moment at the moment what is it it's um, they, they, they get the FA Cup winners get a place in the Community Shield, that's all they get, isn't no, it? You get, no, uh, you, you get a Europa, Europa League. League qua- yeah, well, yeah. you get a, like a qualification. Yeah, so yeah. You get you're to not the third round of the Europa League. Is it one or two? Do you have to qualify? I'm not uh, sure. We'll, I'm not we'll sure. Yeah. We don't, yeah. we don't do European football here. We're just in the draw for the fourth round. We're already talking about the Europa League, but it is <laughs> yeah. Brentford versus Leicester City in the fourth round of the FA Cup. But we're looking towards the game against QPR on the weekend. 
You are listening to the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Robin Hood, McMichael and Dave XG Anderson. We've managed to compose ourselves, calm down, mm. because the FA Cup full-frame draw has just taken place. Brentford at home. Wish number one, tick. That criteria was met. They get another game at Griffin Park. Another tick. Premier League opposition and Leicester City come to town. Boys, you've managed to digest. Happy, Dave? Very happy. I think Leicester's a brilliant tie. Yeah, we were just saying, if you couldn't get... Well, it's, it's sort of like a matching, isn't it? Third in the league, uh, Premier League, third in the Championship, facing off against each other. Uh, be interesting to see what team they put out. And I don't think he can take us lightly. So he won't... I mean, does he want to go for the league? What, it, does, what does he do? They're in the league cup. They've got the semi It's so it's interesting. It's a fascinating yeah. tie, isn't it, for both teams. Both considering teams. Their, their positions in the table, mm. It's a. this is going to be a real chess match. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, be awesome. absolutely fascinating. I'm, yeah. I'm really, look, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think even as a neutral, yeah. you'd look forward to that. If you knew, obviously everyone knows Two about Leicester. Two sides that play football yeah, as well. Yeah, if you definitely. know about Leicester, and if you knew a little bit about Brentford, yeah. you'd know that that was a really juicy little time. So Madison's coming back as well. So remember Madison a couple of years ago, his goal for Norwich that he scored and He's celebrated un- quite. Yeah. Quite like quite lively celebration. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if he comes back and plays, that could be quite fascinating as well. A, mm. juicy, really a juicy match. But we always want to hear from you, and we have heard from you. This time we're hearing from Cholton fans on the Brentford show. This time one of our own. Are uh, they even in the cup? <laughs> yeah, Martin Atkins. <laughs> not they're not anymore. No. Oh, he's not making friends, Robin. He says, <laughs> "Tell the boys their big game will be when the addicts come down the river in April, like a Viking invasion." Ooh. He has put a laughing emoji, so I think it's all in friendly jest. Yeah, yeah. I think we've got our own Viking that might be able to deal with a few uh, Charlton forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Pontus will not be scared of that at Always all. Always good to hear from Martin <laughs> from the, the Charlton Fan Show. Let's look and turn our attentions towards the Championship now because it is QPR on the weekend. You've already beat them earlier on the season. That was Monday night football. Got the result there. What a lovely chance to get the double then. The last West London derby at Griffin Park. QPR, but if we can give some small praise or we, maybe we can use another word, unbelievable run at the minute. Uh, 5-1 and 6-1. They've seemingly yeah. found the net and they're not conceding as many, Dave. No, uh, the goals against the dried up. I mean, QPR, this is what sort of team they are. They are attacking. We know about Warbs, quality manager going forwards and they are, they're similar to us. You can get these results where they'll put, like, like we put seven past Luton. QPR are quite capable of putting five, four, three past teams as well. The problem is they just can't defend and they're just, uh, at the moment, defending seems okay and they're scoring and they're taking their chances but 12 was it 12 in two games or is it 11 in two games it's 11 in two games without meaning to sound without meaning to sound slightly arrogant um, I think that bodes well for us Uh, and I'll tell you why (laughs) and I'll tell you for why Um, so the the, the matches they played were against um, Cardiff City and Swansea. Now I don't know if you've seen any of the highlights of the defending that Cardiff and Swansea. Well, I wouldn't call them defend. I wouldn't call it defending. Uh, the 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 six the six one against uh, Cardiff. They the, the Cardiff Cardiff's defence basically disintegrated. They were yeah. leaving players open unmarked at the back post and um, against. Uh, Swansea, uh, Swansea played Jake Bidwell at centre back, and that's all you need to know. It was, it was, it's, it's brutal. Um, and the tell fact us how is, you really feel. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact is that we play well against teams that attack us because they leave themselves exposed at the back. If you look at the Millwall defeat from from December, that's the perfect example of a team that doesn't attack us, that's happy to sit deep, and we couldn't break them down. If QPR come to Griffin Park and try and score five goals. We will outscore them. It's as simple as that. Mm. They might. They, I'm, I'm highly. I'm predicting that they're going to score definitely, um, despite in spite of our really really good defense. Mm. But I'm, I've, 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 I, that doesn't phase me in any way, shape, or form. Well, can we flip that narrative? Because I know what the obvious answer, Dave, will be. Well, Warburton only plays in one way. You know, <laughs> the whole plan B is definitely going to come to attack. But you mentioned that if you don't attack Brentford, then you're going to have more success. So, is there a blueprint of sorts, Dave, into beating you at the minute? Oh uh, yeah, there is. Definitely. I think there always has been, and it's, um, it's quite disciplined. I think Stoke have done it. 
over the last well not so much well, in the last actually Stoke not the game we just played but the one before they were really disciplined it was um uh, was it Rout in charge then? I can't remember who was in charge at Ellie Stoke. That's uh, Nathan Jones. Sorry, Nathan yeah, Jones. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Really disciplined. There is a blueprint to beating us. You've got to sit low. You've got to be really patient. You've got to pick up because you will get a couple of chances. You just got to not give any away. Mm. If you if you want to make a, if it wants to be a shooter, if you want to open up the game and then sort of have like fifteen shots toe each, to we're, toe. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah. There's, no, there's not many teams that are going to go against us and actually come out on top. And QPR they fell into that trap at theirs a little bit. And yeah, every QPR fan who's sort of knowledgeable will tell you that we at, at their place we really sort of we talk them a lesson or two we really did it I mean had it been this time of this, this time last season that we'd been playing this game in this kind of run of form uh, it would have been a very different story I'd be quite nervous mm. uh, but considering our defensive uh, stability uh, this season um, the, the 11 goals in two games doesn't phase me in the slightest yeah. because it bodes well for our attackers as well as our defenders it- yeah, I, I, I think Warburton's not pragmatic enough to come to Griffin Park and say, "Let's spend sort of sort of sixty minutes like just sort of defending." Like, mm. There's no way he's going to do that. He, mm. His team will be high; they'll be sort of on the halfway line when they can. They'll try to get forward. It's how they're built. But just looking at their last results, I think it was Cardiff as well. So I think Naki Wells got a hat trick with two headers. I mean, these sorts of things aren't normal occurrences. And Cardiff, they were on a <laughs> semi decent run again. Now with Neil Harris, they mm. was going for a new manager band. Yeah. So it was it was quite a surprise result that though, wasn't it? Was it? Maybe that... not the Swansea one, but Q- mm. um, Cardiff definitely. Yeah. It was. It's. It's just not. They're freak results. Like mm. they are. They're good teams, but. Um I wouldn't bear too much thoughts on those goals going in. They might have all dried up. Well, we've been talking about, obviously, who you wanted uh, in the FA Cup, obviously, last season at Griffin Park. This is the last time you'll play QPR at Mm. uh, Griffin Park. How does that make you feel? Um, Emotions from that in that sense? Um, I've had many an amazing emotional experience at Griffin Park against QPR. I think back Mm. to the the Jurichin goal uh, from 2015. There was a lot of release in that one, wasn't there? Yeah, because that was when we we weren't entirely clicking at the time. And um, was it Lee Carsley was in charge at the time or was it yeah, yeah. I think it was Cosby, yeah. but Cos- he come back from like sort of quite serious injury hadn't yeah. he yeah and um, and Jurichin uh, was on lo- our striker on loan for a year um, and I think it was only his second goal for the club and it was just it was just such a wonderful ball to Marnie down the line judge ball in yeah. Jurichin at the near post uh, limbs were thrown and it was it, yeah it was, it was it, that, that was really really good um, and then yeah I just I it's the QPR derby is, I think, a little bit more heated than the Fulham one, from my mind, just purely because QPR tried to buy Brentford out uh, 52, 53 years ago, however, however long it was. Um, I, what, I, what I will say is I think this last uh, London derby at Griffin Park is very significant. Uh, in previous London derbies, Peter Gillen, Mr Brentford, who's been Brent, Brentford born and bred, um, has had a huge part in geeing up the players and contextualising the, um, the importance of these games. He will have such a huge role to play in making sure that the bees leave Griffin Park with three points on Saturday. Um, if you look at the Fulham game, that's exactly what they did. They those players were would put their their bodies on the line, and they would not mm. leave the pitch with three points. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I know the TV are dubbing it repeat or revenge, but we're <laughs> we're, we're sensing a repeat then, Dave. Uh, I think so. I, I think I'd be surprised if QPR stopped us from scoring, and I'd be surprised if QPR came to defend. So those things sort of point to a Brentford win but you just never know but yeah I don't think Warburton's changed his spots overnight and I think he's still quite attacking so it, it should be a Brentford win I think to give respect to some QPR players an acknowledgement I think bright size Samuel looks like an absolute beast I think he's yeah. re- he's a real quality player uh, Eze I don't know if he'll be able to play I think he was was he rested yeah, or I'm not sure what's going on injured. with him yeah. but he, he didn't play he didn't play again in the, in the win um, he didn't again. play against Swansea in the FA Cup but that could have been just the FA Cup I'm not sure if yeah. it's loaded with anything could have been that and then they've got um, and they've got a decent they've got a decent 
a decent attacking side, I guess. But um, and, and Naki Wells up front who can score goals. But um, I'm feeling very, very confident. I think uh, Pontus Janssen is magic, and he wears a magic hat. And if you throw something at him, he'll head it straight back. <laughs> I um, I think he like Dave referred to him as uh, as a Viking at the back, and I think he is that kind of leadership warrior that we will will lead us to victory. Strong theme tonight. Vikings are getting mm. quite dimensional. Dave, where will the game be won and lost, and what is your score prediction? Uh, I think we'll keep the ball better than QPR. I think that's what happens. We retain the ball better than them, and then they'll sort of huff and puff and try and get it back and get a little bit exposed. And then when they do get it, they'll probably be quite erratic and tired. So I I, I see a 3-1 Brentford win. Again, that yeah. would be repeat, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robin, you go along with that? Uh, yeah, I think this is the, you know, it's the last last QPR derby at Griffin Park. Um, both sides going into it in really good form. Uh, I think it's going to be a cracking game, first and foremost. I think it's going to be really open to very attacking teams. Uh, I think our defence will outshine theirs, and that will be where the game is won and lost. I think... Um, Ben Rama will continue to uh, torment Tony Leisner. I think uh, Pontus will continue to be, and uh, Pontus and Pinnock at the back will continue to be absolute rocks. Um, and I'm predicting a 4 2 win for Brentford. Oh, 4 2. I, 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 do, I do think QPR have the ability to damage us, but I, I just think we're too good. And I think if the players bring their A game. Well, um, always the way. A score win there for Brentford to get their repeat. It wouldn't be the Brentford show if we didn't do our plugs at the end of the show. Robin, we have a couple of minutes, and I know uh, this time there's a few uh, special plugs, isn't yeah. there? Um, so first things first, it, they don't get mentioned enough um, on our radio show. So um, the White Hart uh, pub in Southwark is where we hold our um, our pre-production meetings yeah. uh, they're an absolutely fantastic bunch there really lovely food really good um, customer service and they just look after us so yeah if you're ever in the area please do check them out because they're a good bunch um, uh, we've obviously got our besotted Pride of West London podcast uh, on live on Thursday at 7am it'll be our pre-QPR edition so make sure you check that out as well as look at us on the socials on Twitter and Facebook uh, t-shirts and lots of great other great club and please make sure to review and like us on iTunes Spotify and all other platforms and just a heads up uh, the besotted uh, uh, social uh, end of season social is scheduled for Friday the 1st of May um, day before the last ever match at Griffin Park uh, we've already got two Bees legends attending I won't say who it, who they are because Ooh. we're going to keep yeah, no gonna, clues no Ooh. no, I'm not gonna, even going to give you a hint you've got you to, don't uh, get in you, trouble what you've got to do is you've got to check out <laughs> bizotted.com uh, for nice. details of that moving forward uh, it's going to be a great venue great evening uh, make sure you come along have a few drinks and uh, share the last ever and look forward to the last ever match at Griffin Park yeah Billy says book your hotels get them in like the local area make sure you're you're settled. it's going to be that big of a it's night it's going to be a late one there's no no traveling home i think just get your hotels and then get to the game messy the next day, already you can. Yeah. it is a brentford party when will we when will the legends be announced it's almost like a game when will this be revealed <laughs> to be continued oh yeah to no, be just, yeah. i like that oh i didn't you even didn't even that. do that I didn't even it was make two that. b's who are gonna see you see i mean you're slowly you're, you're, you'll, be, the, you'll, you'll be yang you'll be this side of the table at some point you're yeah be sorry this, i'm uh, booking my hotel now as we speak looking for local it's, it's, it's genuine. It's, it's 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 one of the reasons why we do this. It's the social aspects. It's the getting together. It's the getting to know people and celebrating this wonderful club that we support. Absolutely, and it is going yeah, from yeah. strength to strength. Well, this has been the Brentford Fan Show talking all about the brilliant victory on the weekend. Brentford flying high, third in the league, and the draw of the FA Cup full fan did take place tonight. Brentford at home, they got their wish at Griffin Park against Leicester City. What a match that will be! We will be here at the same time next week, next Monday. Have you ever seen? This, have you time. ever seen a beasting a fox? No. You're about to. Wow. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. And the rhythm is gone, but we'll be back next week. <laughs> we will see you at 8 o'clock next Monday on the Brentford Fan Show. You bees. <laughs> Love sports. Brentford FC, come on, come on, you Brentford, come on. 
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.